transmissions Wasting your time if you want my forgiveness Sorry, not sorry Don't mind me, I'm huh. living a dream Living a dream, yeah Came from nothing, whoever thought that we would be huh. Living a dream, living a dream, yeah Sorry, that's another B Haters still ain't recover from the other B that's a double B, now that's a triple B, can't forget about the other B Hey, straight up It's the white gloves for me, hey to know not to touch me, I'm with the fuckery Fuck with me, humbly, humbly. nah respectfully I'm a project baby, fuck y'all expect from me Technically, America's disrespect for me You killed Christ, you created religion, unexpectedly We back y'all Circular ice on Japanese whiskey, on my messenger Another week Overlooking the city of angels the angel go, investor in things Unprecedented run <laughs> Everybody's getting bands We just dance to different drums I like who I become Intermittent fasting But these meals I'm not missing none Sorry Hey yo 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 welcome back again For another episode of the Young Black and Bother Podcast Basically again just me for another week I hope y'all like this shit Cause it's gonna continue for a nice little while Until we can get the gang back together Which we will You know we ain't broke up or nothing like that But you know what it is Um Again, I'm Greg, a.k.a. Al Sharp Tongue on Twitter, a.k.a. that nigga on Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Um, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode. Um, I don't know what number this is. I, I put out too much content. We put out too much content. Shout out to Q. Shout out to Chris, Iris, Shan for, you know, Loud Mouth Stereo and all that. We put out a lot of content, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot remember what number we are on. Plus, I am drinking tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Straight up. Uh, so, again, I'm going to be fasting in a couple of weeks, actually a couple of days rather, when I get off the weekend. Basically, I want to cleanse my body again. When I did it in February, it felt good. Something about it was a little bit different. It, it made me feel better. I, I lost like maybe 11, 12 pounds. You know, my face was clear and stuff like that. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to try it again. Why not? You know, I tried it for my, you know, my future brother-in-law. He did it. So I was like, you know what? I'll do it too. And, you know, he slacked off, you know, towards the end of it. And I kept it going and I finished. It felt good. So I'm planning on doing it again. It's basically no alcohol, no rice, no pasta, no fast food. Like it's going to be a challenge. I'll be completely honest with you because I like all that shit. Um, but the alcohol, that shit has to go eventually. Just not tonight, though. Absolutely not tonight. But basically, you know, this show, I don't know how long it's going to go. It could go for fucking 20 30 minutes might go an hour and a half you just don't know how i rock you know with these episodes but basically you know this week it's finally may i'm confused at how fast we got here it was just february um it feels like it was just like last week um covid has pretty much pushed everything like up i don't know what has happened to the point where i look at my calendar and i'm like yo like i have not used any pto none um i have not used a single day off of work because for the most part, in January, I was off for, you know, for, I was a fraternity, maternity, all that shit. Like that leave, I was still off for from 2020. So came back to work and been working every day since. I could have taken a couple of days off and I was like, you know what? Nah, I ain't even going to do that shit. I'll just let it be. And now I'm wondering, like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to take off those 20 to 24 days? I think we get like around like 20 days and then you get the the rollover days and shit like that. And I'm trying to figure out a way to 
finagle like this extra week that they give you for COVID without catching COVID. Um, most employers, at least mine, they give you a week of if you come in close contact with somebody with COVID, if you catch COVID, something like that. And I don't want to come in contact with somebody who got the shit, but I would love to have that week to just not do nothing. Absolutely. But the reason why is because I know that I'll actually be returning into the office in roughly about two and a half weeks. Not happy about this shit. Um, most of my team, the team that I'm on actually starts on Monday, which is May the 3rd. And I won't be going in until the 17th. Um, my wife, I told you guys in another episode, like she had you know, surgery and her and the baby have been gone ever since. So I've been missing the shit out of them. So, you know, I'm prolonging it as much as possible and I want to go see my baby and the wife and, you know, the in-laws and things like that. But, you know, with Mother Day, you know, Mother's Day coming up, that's the one thing I did want to do. So I took the night off, you know, I was supposed to record with Shan. I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I just, something was off with the vibes. Like for me, it was just a little bit different. I just didn't really want to record. And when we record like those shows, we talk like relationships, topics, advice, and things like that. I don't really want to give niggas advice right now. Like I'm kind of at that space with podcasting where I enjoy it. I still love to do it, but the way that I podcast isn't the way that everybody else podcasts. You know what I mean? And, you know, when her and I, we have a great rapport and we have a great relationship when it comes to podcasting. But, you know, I just, every once in a while, I want a palate cleanse. I want to have shows like this where I can just, you know, get things off, you know, just get the shit off my chest, talk about the things I want to talk about. So here you are, you have this show. Um, basically, this week was a, a conundrum of so, just so much shit. So, so much. Um, Let's let's start, I guess, where Monday was. Monday obviously was work, and we have this thing at my job that it's it's very important. It's a project that we do that's usually a month long. You can't take off work. It's very important, and you more than likely have to like work without taking time off. It means overtime. It means you'll be doing a lot of extra work, and you don't really have a choice. Um, the past two weeks, I've worked roughly like I'd say between fifty two and fifty four hours a week, and most people obviously work more than that. Um, I just didn't realize how much I worked until I looked at my checks and I was like, yo, like I'm actually making more doing overtime and doing work like that, which means I'm like, yo, like I would love to just work from home from now on because I clearly can do this with the overtime and it can be completely fine. So now that I'm going to be, you know, officially going back into the office, I'm not happy about it. I'm like, okay, great. Now I can figure out some things. So by the end of the year, my ultimate goal is to find a job, a, a pivot where I can just go. Like, I, I don't want to be in this field anymore. I don't really want to be in a position where I have to work overtime in order to make a, a little bit extra. I'd rather the job just build that into my salary. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck wants to work extra knowing that they could just get paid that? I, I've always wondered that with a lot of companies. And I know a lot of companies don't do overtime anymore, but they do have plenty like mine, for example, that just, they do it. And it's weird. It's like, why do you want to offer overtime instead of just saying, you know what? Just put that into your billable hours. And for me, I have billable hours, which is crazy because it's like we're salary already. We already have a set salary. And you're saying we have the option of having overtime. But for what? Why not just pay us what you want to pay us? Now, some people would say that might lowball you or you might end up working more than what you're worth for there. And it's like, yeah, but at the same time, peace of mind, knowing that that's already built into my salary, that can give me like the house I wanted. That you, it, You're a little bit more flexible with that. Um in saying something about a house, I wanted to shout out to my boy E, my brother, he and his lady got a house. So shout out to them. You know, he sent us a text in the guy group and I was like, yo, like this nigga got a house. Like this, this is dope. like, 
we've transitioned as like our little core group of friends where it's like, okay, we went from just like being young and ignorant and just doing stupid shit, going out drinking and partying to like, yo, we buying houses. We're going and, you know, starting families, getting married, getting proposed to and things like that. Like, it's just weird how life works, man. I don't know like how happy or not it feels for him, but to see one of your friends, just like their growth. And it's like, yo, like watching somebody prosper to me, it's like a good thing. I've never really been a hater for most things outside of like celebrities. But when I see my friends prosper and people that I care about and they do like so much positive shit, like when he graduated college, I was like, oh, like, I actually cried, bro. I was like, there have been situations where he and I've gone out and, you know, I've told him things. He's told me things and stuff like that. But one thing I do know about him specifically is like, I just, I'm proud to see the man that he's become and having a friendship like that. Like we haven't always been like, you know, the thickest of thieves and stuff like that. And I'm sure he has like best friends. We aren't best friends, but that's still like my brother. You know what I mean? And for me, I have friends like that, that I don't really classify them as friends. They're like brothers to me. We've been in situations where like we've seen our moms go through things, our families go through things, and we as friends go through things. So to see them prosper and have all the things they could ever want and need and deserve, and it just comes to them like, yo, like it's like watching the flowers grow and seeing that shit. It just, it makes me so proud, man. Like I've never in my life been more happier than at this stage of life. Um, in my twenties, it was, it was a little bit dicey. I was like, yo, like what is going on? Like, I can't figure things out. Then I met my wife and things like, okay, that was great. Like the beginning of stages of that, absolutely fantastic. I loved it. But you know, at this stage in the game, it's like, yo, like I'm happy with so, so much, you know, the wife, you know, just being with her every day, waking up, I'm like, yo, like you're still with me. That is great. Like that. And I'll get into that with like the mother's day portion of that. But my friends and, you know, some of my family, because I'll be completely honest with you, a lot of my family, I just I don't really rock with them. So I, I think that's probably why I hold my friends so near and dear, because it's like, yo, like y'all, y'all do what I like. I've always wanted my friends to do. And, you know, I don't have the biggest group of friends. I didn't join a frat. I didn't go out to like a college somewhere where I have like 40 or 50 like bros that I just hung out with all the time. I just had my niggas. And it's just always fun to know, like, yo, like, I don't need 20, 30 dudes. Like, I just got my core. And even when we don't get along, like, it's just a call. We cannot talk for two, three weeks, and then we get that text. It's like, boom, it's just like back to normal. We reminisce all the times about the times we used to hang out and have fun and party and stuff like that. But we're we're old men now. We got gray hair. We going and, you know, taking care of babies, going to dog parks and shit. And it it just makes me happy. So, you know, I I guess that's where I wanted to kind of, like, start the show because this isn't going to be one of those shows where I'm talking heavily about like negative shit and i'm trying to steer away from that because the world's so negative already so what's the point um so outside of that portion of it shout out to e if he's listening i know he does listen from time to time so shout out to you for like everything bro i mean that shit um this week i guess like apple announced their apple ipad and i wanted this shit so 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 much it for me, it was one of those things where it's like, I'm just an Apple fanboy. If they come out with a new project, nine times out of 10, I want it. I don't know why the fuck I want this shit. I just have to have it. And the iPad was that. The issue with the iPad is I remember when this shit used to cost $329. And even then I was like, yo, this shit's kind of expensive, bro. Like $329 for an iPad? Like do it, do Mac shit? Can I like, you know, have Final Cut Pro on it? No. Can I go and this, you know, mind you, six, seven years ago, a lot of the shit you couldn't do six or seven years ago. So this year they came out with this iPad Pro with a whole bunch of different iterations, 128 gigabyte, 256 gigabyte, up to two terabytes of storage. 
Ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. Most MacBooks don't come with two terabytes of storage. Someone would say, why the fuck do you need two terabytes of storage? The bigger files are, like, the more space you're going to need. And I've always wondered why people buy, like, the surface level or the base level iPad. Because when you look at, like, iPads and iPhones and stuff like that, you go get the, the 64 gig and the 128 gig. The issue with those is that will last you a year. Maybe. At the most. And the reason why is the updates themselves now are being, like, three, four, five, six gigabytes. And, and that's just like surface level stuff. When you start to add in the, the camera features, like our cameras have improved so much that they've even changed the files. They're no longer JPEGs or PNGs. They're like, you know, HEICs and things like that, where one photo could honestly be like fucking 148 megabytes. And I know a lot of people take a lot of photos. And if you're taking this many photos, fucking 64 gigabytes ain't going to cut it. And a lot of people don't want to pay for cloud storage and things like that. So Two terabytes, that's going to be the new 128 gigs, which is crazy how like improved we've gotten. The better cameras have gotten, the better video, you know, video and videography have gotten, and just the consumption of media. People like to have shit just on their phones and on their tablets. Me, when I go out of town, I don't want to worry about looking at my, you know, movies and trying to connect to Wi-Fi. The shit's already there because I downloaded it before I got home. Me, if I go on a road trip, I want to make sure all my movies are there. Why do I need to download them shits? through my certain, what do you call it, like my Wi-Fi or from my 5G internet. Most people don't have 5G. I do. But, you know, why would you want to use your data in order to just download the stuff when it's already there? So two terabytes now, like a file could be for a movie on like Plex or like Apple, what is it, Apple um, iTunes or something. That could be like two, three, four hundred megabytes. That shit adds up. So I was definitely happy to see that Apple released this iPad until I saw the fucking price. The price for this iPad, the one that I wanted, was $2,399. Now, somebody would be like, how the fuck do you have an iPad that costs that much? I don't know. I didn't get it. The reason why I didn't get it, though, is what has actually made me angry. And the more people I see that say that they ordered it, I get pissed off because I'm having like FOMO, like serious ass FOMO. Um, One of my boys was like, Craig, you know, I went and ordered mine. I got the 256 gigabyte one. And in my head, you know, the hater in me, the inner hater was like, yo, what the fuck? Like, why? You know, why? Earlier, that conversation I said about the space, why would you get that? Why would you get 250? Why would you get 256 gigabytes? That, that's stupid. Fucking GoPros can get memory cards that go up to one terabyte. GoPros. Why would you get a fucking 200? Now, again, if that's what your budget can have, cool. Be my guest. Go ahead and get that shit. I, I'm not going to count anybody's pockets, but Apple. You have to hear me out here. I'm I'm talking to you specifically. When it comes to this iPad Pro, 200 and was it 256 was like maybe like seven. Actually, no, it wasn't even seven eight hundred dollars. I think it was like eleven to thirteen hundred dollars for this one. The one I want is twenty four hundred dollars, two thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars. And I was like, all right, cool. I could just get the installment plan. It'll be thirty months. And I know some people will be like, oh well, that you must be real broke. I'm like, no, no. It's over the course of thirty months. You pay for it. Who the fuck you know that's just going and saying, you know what, I'm going to just throw down $2,500 on an iPad. You know, to somebody's credit, though, they would say, well, who the fuck wants an iPad that costs that much when you can get a MacBook? Here's the thing. I already got a MacBook. My MacBook works perfectly fine. But I'm not lugging around in, a, you know, a MacBook 100% of the time. When I go to work, I don't carry my MacBook. That is like my main, like, source of work. I don't want to lay in bed with the shit that I work on all day. When I clock out, I grab my iPad. Why? It's my media consumption. It's the thing that I want to use when I want to have other work. 
when I want to go watch a movie or when I want to send an email. That's what I use. That is my consumption device, which is the iPad. This iPad, though, tried to order it on Friday through Verizon, and Verizon cock-blocked me so fucking hard. They told me, hey, by the way, um, I appreciate the fact that you want this shit. Absolutely do. But you're going to have to give us a down payment of $900 to the point where I said, there's no fucking, absolutely fucking not. Just... Man, you can go ahead and throw that shit in the ocean. That shit is not happening, bro. $900 down to get a device on top of the payment plan, which sounds fucking ridiculous in my personal opinion. Nobody I know just goes out of their way or has $900 just give Verizon on top of saying, hey, I'll pay you 30 times because you still have to pay the 30 uh, payments. That is bullshit to me. I couldn't do it. So, you know, I left it in the checkout bin. I said, you know what? You know, if something changed or there's a glitch or something like that, then I'll get it. Um, I've already invested a little bit too much into Apple this year. I started 2021 buying a $549 pair of headphones and I use them every day because I have to make sure that they're worth what they were costing. Now, I have the AirPod Maxes. That's what I bought in January. That was $549. Um, these motherfuckers didn't even come with a head, like a headphone jack. I had to pay for that separate. That was $29. So I paid almost $600 for headphones. Here's the issue, though. Anybody who knows me knows that I already have enough headphones. I have Jabra. I have Beats. I have headphones, but I wanted these fucking Apple headphones so bad that I, I just had to have them. I got them. I'm impressed with them. I do love them. But, you know, like when you have like a, a staple, like maybe 10 years, not even 10, like five or six years ago, when people were walking around still in beats and shit, they're like, oh my God, you got those beats by Dre. Like, you know, those shits look dope. I could just, like with the Apple headphones, nobody give a fuck. They're just like, they don't look like anything. They just look like headphones. And that's what I like. But the issue is when I put them on, they just, they just work to the point where I can go and I can be listening to a podcast on my iPhone and if I place something on my iPad, on my, U- like on YouTube or something, I'm just browsing my like ipad and a youtube clip comes up if i click that like video my phone that like audio will completely stop so i can go and watch youtube and then when i'm done watching youtube the shit will connect back to my iphone that is worth the 500 dollars. i can't get that with my jobbers or any other bluetooth like headphones where i go and say you know what i want to connect to two different devices at the same time apple just gets me and that's why i just i absolutely love apple um but sometimes they be fucking up like this ipad but since I had FOMO, they had another project, uh, product come out called the AirTags. These AirTags, ladies and gentlemen, they, they weren't expensive. They're like $29. Wasn't too bad. I had to have them. So I went and got them. I got like a pair of them. And I got what? The one AirTag. And I also ended up getting the like key ring, if you want to call it that. The key ring itself was more than the damn AirTag. $35. So I ended up paying $50 for a keychain. Pretty much. And somebody's going to be like, yo, that's stupid. Yes, it is. It's absolutely fucking stupid, but it's me. Like, me and Apple, that's the one vice that I have. Most people go and gamble. Most people buy weed and shit like that. A lot of people shop. Me, I'm just like, okay, Apple. I know at least once or twice a year, I'm about to get something new from them. And it's quality shit. Y'all cannot tell me what weed y'all have is. Y'all can't tell me the food shop. Like, anyway, let me just move right along. Um, Baylor, this one's for you. This was definitely for you, brother. Um, I've told this stripper story at least three times this week. Um, I told it last Friday in the Twitter spaces. Shout out to Stone, because Stone, boy, you just, mm, mm, mm. You, you're a wild guy. You, you're an absolutely wild guy. You were the pod father to my daughter. You know that. Same thing with Baylor. He knows. But, whoo, boy, that, that, was, that was a very, that was interesting. Very, very fucking interesting. Um, but I told the stripper story then. I told the stripper story on Clubhouse twice. Um, 
on, on the show, like, I feel like I've told this story before, and I'm not going to tell it again. I'm Not today. Maybe if I was a little bit more drunk, I would do that, but I'm not going to do that. Not tonight. But the stripper story, it was so wild that now people have been like, yo, Greg, how did that happen to you? And my answer is, I just don't know. I have a million stories that have no explanation. It's one of those, either you had to see it to believe it, or somebody else has to verify it. The issue is, the stripper story, that shit is verified. And I recently found the photo of the night where, you know, with the stripper, said stripper. And boy, it it went left real quick. So I'm going to just leave that where it is. Um, before I go on break, though, I wanted to talk about something that kind of like was sitting on my heart for the week. Now, we all know that Mother's Day is coming up, and I'm going to talk about that in a second also. But I was told by someone in, in my family this week that um, I, I need to pull my weight as a father. Um, and it, it it bothered the shit out of me at, at some point. And for, for this person to say it, it it, it kind of like it hurt a little bit more than it should because it's like, oh, like you don't know the circumstances of somebody's home. Like for me, I told you guys early in the show, like my wife and my baby have been out of town because of the surgery. I've been working. I don't have any ability to take off. And the surgery had to happen up there because the doctor that can do that procedure for like her knee and everything is up there. That's what my wife chose. And I couldn't go up there with her. So I'm going up for Mother's Day and things like that. So I have this phone call with this family member and they tell me to the extent that I need to, you know, I'm going to have to start pulling my weight more as a father because now, you know, my daughter will need me more because of this, because of the knee surgery. I'm like, yo, like one thing you don't tell a parent is what the fuck they should do. And I'm a new parent. I haven't been a parent for a year, but I know that for a fact. Don't tell me what the fuck to do with my kids. Don't tell me to do, well, I'm my only one kid, but still, just don't tell me what the fuck to do, especially when you aren't 100%. Like, you've had your flaws and fuck-ups and things like that of your own. Everybody does, but nobody wants to hear about how they should do something as a parent from somebody who, honestly, like, you haven't experienced that. You don't live there. So when we have our little, our four walls and, you know, people are in, like, you can come in here as a guest. Yes, you can. But what you can't do is dictate what people do in parenting. So me, I was in a funk for a whole fucking week. Like, you know, I was like, yo, like, this person is, is like, like close. Like somebody that I talk to rather fucking often. And the fact that you say that, you know, I need to pull my weight. I was really upset about this shit because it's like, how do you, how do you say that somebody needs to pull weight and you don't know the concept of like what they do as a parent? Like, I would never tell um, someone's mother like, you know, a mother of a, like a kid or something like that. I would never tell you like, yo, you have to pull your weight or tell a man that they don't pull their weight. This is what happens. When you tell somebody shit like that, they instantly think that they're a bad father. We already get a bad rap as is. Like, I know for a fact that like I was raised to know that like, yo, you honor your father, you honor, you know, honor your mother and you don't disrespect them. I, I absolutely get that shit. Yeah. But sometimes they get on my fucking nerves. So when, you know, me now being a parent, I understand those things. But I also know for a fact that I've just been raised to try to be the best parent I can possibly be. So when you hear that somebody's telling you to pull your weight, it's like, oh, how do you know I'm not pulling it? It, it, just, it just felt really weird. It felt really disrespectful. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to giving this person their just due very fucking soon because those are conversations you just, you, you don't have. Like you, you, you're supposed to hear that from the, the person that you had the kid with. Like, hey, I need you to do more. I need you to be more. Like, that that's some shit that your spouse says to you. But the issue with this conversation, specifically for me, was the fact that not the, the concept of saying that you need to pull your weight, but it's more so it's like, but what do you do to help? 
And I want a lot of people, like, I don't care who hears this. Like, I'm sure that family member will probably hear this at one point. And it's like, oh, like, you don't realize how much you hurt people by the words that you say. And you'll have to answer for those later. But at that point, there's no apologies. And I'm one of those type of people, when I know I fucked up, I'm going to apologize to you. It's going to be immediate, though. I feel like if you can't apologize immediately, if you can't sit and think, yo, you know, I actually hurt that person's feelings or, hey, you know, I may have said that wrong. I said it that out of con- they might have gotten it out of context, but let me just apologize anyway. If you can't do that and it's been not hours, but days and you haven't said anything, then at that point, I'm never going to forgive you. Never. Now, somebody be like, you have to forgive and you got to build a bridge. Fuck that bridge. I-, I will definitely swim across the fucking ocean before I go on that bridge. I'm that type of motherfucker. I'm I'm petty as shit. I don't give a fuck about it. But one thing I won't do is be the person that I know you're wrong and you won't apologize and you're just going to act like shit is cool and you hope that well, when the next time we talk, I done forgot about it. I didn't. And the next time we talk, we're going to talk about that shit again. And if you're still like, oh, you're still on that, you got damn right. I have friends to this day that I don't fuck with as a result of some shit that they've said to other people. I told this on a previous show. I had a friend tell another friend that they didn't fuck with me. And I was like, yo, well, damn, like, okay, like, but why don't you tell me that? So they never said that they didn't fuck with me. Kept everything up, kept the face up, like, oh, we, you know, we boys, we friends, and blah, 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 blah. And I was all cool. I, I was cool with that. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, they done told me how you feel. So why the fuck can't you say that shit? So if you can't say it, then it's, it's definitely fuck you. But I'm going to also be like, yo, I, I'm just not going to carry that energy. I'm not going to be a hater and just like, completely like disregard you i just push you away when you come around you can come around you can talk and everything like that but i just know like i can't trust you i i can't fuck with you at that point so you know tying that into the story about the pulling your weight thing like there is no forgiveness for that none there will never be like everybody has said something that hurts like a relative a family member or something like that and you can apologize, but you can never take those words back. And that's just not for family. It's for friends as well. Like there's always, everybody has had that one thing that they wish they didn't say and they said it and they attempted to apologize for it. And the person may have forgiven you, but they never forgot that shit. I'm one of those people that I didn't forget and I'm not forgiving you because especially if you take, you take the time and you haven't said anything, that's what pisses me off the most about the situation. How do you not take time to say, you know what? I'm going to sit in this. That person hasn't contacted me. It's been a couple days. Let me see if they're okay. Because you know what? I may have said something wrong. Let me go ahead and apologize or just acknowledge the fact that, you know, I want to hear how they felt about it. If you can't even acknowledge like, yo, like I may have said something wrong. Let me go and see how they felt about it. You just let shit be what it was. Then no, there is, there's no redemption for me at all. That shit, you can't redeem yourself. You can't apologize. Because at that point, it's like, yo, you sat in it. So no, there is absolutely none of that shit. Not for me, not for nobody, and I'm not going for it. Like, but this day four, I, I really hope people they keep that energy. I do. Um, I've had situations where I've, I've had to apologize for being wrong, and it took me a day. It took me two days. But the thing is, I came to terms with the fact that I had to do that. It, did, you know, I didn't have to go to anybody else and admit it. I knew I fucked up. I gave them the time to actually, you know, have their moment and say, you know what, you know, I'm not going to bother them today. But I'm definitely going to have this talk with you and I'm going to apologize first. I'm not leading into any conversations with an explanation. I didn't say this because I'm like, no, I'm apologizing because I know what I said was wrong. But I want you to know that I said that so we can start this dialogue. So if you have to air me out, if you have to curse me out, if you want to fight all that shit, we can do that now. But I'm apologizing to you now. I'd rather do that than hear your side of it and you tell me what you feel. And then, you know, I'm still going to have to apologize again. I'd rather apologize at the beginning, the middle and the end, but there has to be somewhere to start. 
And it starts with apologies. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that was a whole like spiel. I think we need to take a little break. So, you know, I'm going to play a song by uh, Raheem Devon. I, I really like Raheem Devon. I haven't really like heard a lot of music from him recently. I haven't really like checked out his music, but this song, it's called Zaddy. Now, I hate that term. I absolutely hate the, the term daddy with a Z. I think it's fucking weird. But you know, the, the old heads they like saying it. I know like the dude Tariq Nashi says that shit often. Um, and I know a lot of girl well, women and you know, people like on Twitter and social media, they say it. So this song is called Zaddy. Zaddy by Raheem Devon. Uh, shout out to him, man. I, I think that was a pretty dope song. Like, you know, you probably hear my dog in the background and everything, but it is what it is, man. That was, again, Zaddy with a Z by Raheem Devon. Um, 
basically all in all, man, I wanted to come back. You know, that was a heavy first segment, uh, basically talking about the pulling your weight thing. I'm just leave that where it is. And I'm not apologizing for that one personally. Um, it was what it was. It was sitting on my spirit and I felt like, you not, you know, you needed to hear it. But um, when you probably hear this, it'll be May the 4th. So I, I guess I should say it's gonna be May, like, you know, like Justin, Timbal- you know, Justin Timberlake and shit. But um, Mother's Day is coming up very soon, like next week. Like this week, actually, you should be buying the things for Mother's Day and appreciating our mothers. Um, Shannon and I are going to probably do a show on Thursday, but we'll come out on Friday. Um, actually, what Wednesday on Friday. So we'll do a, a shout out to our mothers and things like that for that episode. I'm hoping, I'm really, really, truly hoping to have a episode with my grandmother. Um, I, I already have the docket lined up. I want to talk to her because... I want to every year have like a different woman in my life to talk to them for just an hour and just like pick their brains for Mother's Day. Now, obviously, you know, I did the show with my mom that was in 2019. I believe we did that episode for Mother's Day and it was a great episode and I'm going to do another show with her as well. But I wanted to give, you know, the other women in my life an episode, something kind of like how everything culture has people come on and does like the makings of you. I want to have that for mothers every year. Um, also every year I'm going to do a father's day. I feel like we don't appreciate our like elders and it's just not the, you know, the people who birth you that you could consider for mother's day and father's day. It's just women and men in general. I have my boys who are fathers and I want to show my gratitude and appreciation for them. Um, obviously with mother's day, I want to show appreciation for the mothers in my life, you know, both family and friends. And this year I want to specifically focus on my grandmother. The reason why is that woman, without her, there's not much. And I mean that. Um, There's not a lot to my family. We have a large family. But for us to have such a large family, I don't know many of them. I don't know their personalities, their mannerisms, and I don't know their kids. So without that lineage, like I'm kind of like left to figure out things from like my mom's family tree that she does. And my grandmother, those conversations I need to have, I want to have those now. Um, A lot of people don't do these things because they feel like we always have tomorrow to talk to them. I can just call them tomorrow. I can talk to them tomorrow. No, you got to start talking to people today. Today meaning like tonight. I might call my grandmother after I finish recording because, you know, it's, it's never too late. But, you know, it's like it's just right on time. And I always wanted to just have that conversation with her and ask her like very like, potent questions that, you know, for me personally, in my, you know, like my heart of hearts, I've always wanted to know. Um, one of the big questions I have for her is my great grandmother. Um, no one probably ever thought this, you know, and I've never told anybody this that isn't family, but when I was born, my great grandmother died. So pretty much they were putting my great grandmother in the ground. And then my mom was at the hospital giving birth to me. So my grandmother always had a I don't want to say a li- taking a liking to me um, and people say I'm the favorite grandchild and stuff like that. It's just the connection that she feels from her mother in me. And they tell me I have her personality and I do things like she does them. And that's fine. Um, I, I just want to know a little bit more from my grandmother about my great grandmother. I want to know these things because these are women in my life that's like, oh, like they make me the man that I am. So, you know, shout out to Drake. Like, you know, the makings of me is the women in my life. And, you know, I'm hoping to extend that to things like my wife and my daughter, knowing that, you know, I'm creating that going into Mother's Day. And like, you know, my wife and I brought another woman in our world. 
I don't need my, you know, my last name to carry on for legacies and generate. I, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. As long as I create good, like wholesome, kind-hearted people in my children and, you know, family and friends and stuff like that, and we can just carry on that way, then my family is set. Um, but again, it's, it starts with mothers. So, you know, I have to tell people that you have to start appreciating your own mothers by, you know, honoring them. But if you have a spouse, if you have a spouse that, you know, is obviously a woman or just whatever you want to call it, um, appreciate them and show that you appreciate them. And it doesn't have to be like monetary. It doesn't have to be something that, oh, I went and bought them a Birkin bag. Or, oh, I bought them a car, or a Tesla or something like that. I see people do this all the time. And however you like share your love for people, then do that. Uh, my way of doing things is writing letters, calling people, texting people, and just honestly like verbalizing how much I care about them. I've always been a writer. I've always been someone who likes to talk. So when I like say things, like it, it means so much to me. And I hope that the way that I convey them, it means the same for them. So when I used to give out gifts to my mom, they would always be cards that I wrote and I would write on the empty side of the card and the main side of the card. And even if it was something I've said before, I meant it. So I'm going to say it again. And, you know, it evolved every year. So my mom, every year she gets a card, just me expressing my love and my gratitude for her. Um, my grandmother as well. Like, you know, I let her know. And it's not just on Mother's Day. It's every day. It's every Sunday. It's every time I get a chance to talk to them is to let them know. Um, so this year is a little bit different. This is the first year that, you know, my wife is a official mother. We had our daughter last year, you know, and we have been like overwhelmed with joy for having our first child. Me, I'm already sitting here like, you know, typical man shit. I'm always talking about having another kid. She's like, oh, can we just appreciate the first one? I'm like, I, I appreciate you. And seeing that and, you know, being at the hospital with her and just acknowledging the woman that she already was but the growth of that like you for some reason you see that growth in a woman when you know they give birth and they go through those nine months it's insane to know that stuff hold on it, it, this is crazy my wife is actually calling me as i'm recording this is funny oh, let me see if she let me see if i can answer the phone while i'm on here hello wife how are you are you recording i am recording i was actually just talking about you as I was basically, I'm doing like a May the 4th be with you um, Mother's Day thing. So I was in the middle of talking about how much I appreciate you and how, you know, just watching everything you did with the pregnancy and everything, how much I appreciate it. It was, oh. yeah, it, I, I was going on to a spiel. So I guess you called it the perfect time. So I guess well, I can, I'll let you continue your rant. Yeah. Well, I will continue obviously off the phone with you and you can hear it back later. All but right. I guess since you're here, I want to tell you, I love you. And oh, thank you so you much. Um, you are the best mother that I've ever seen other than, you know, the other mothers in our life, you know, in our life. But yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. I love you. And I guess I'll call you after I record. Love you. Do you want to say right, hi to I'll the people? I'll probably be in bed around 1130. Okay. Do you want to say hi love to you. the bye. podcast people? Oh, no. Okay. You can say bye. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> so again, that was my wife. Um, just cosmic. And that was like off the cuff. So I guess her ears were ringing. But, you know, for me, um, just talking to my wife throughout the entire pregnancy, like process and everything like that, it, it felt good knowing like, yo, like she was happy with me. She chose me. And now that we have our, like the outcome, which is our daughter, it's just great to see like how much like she she looks like both of us. Um, more hopefully so more like my my wife, because 
I, I'm I'm concerned. I was like, yo, I hope she don't look like me too much. Like, you know, I, I appreciate me. I think I look good. But like, you know, having a daughter, I'm like, oh, please look like your mom. Like, get her features. And she's starting to do things and mannerisms like her mom. And, you know, for the first Mother's Day, I just, I want to express how much I absolutely love her. Um, I've been on Amazon. I've looked at all these different gifts of, oh, buy a t-shirt, buy flowers, buy candy and chocolate. But my wife isn't that type of individual. She's not the type of woman who, she she definitely appreciates flowers and like the edible arrangements and stuff like that. But she's one of those like, well, why don't we invest that into the savings bonds for our daughter? Why don't we invest that into college for our daughter? And I was like, like that, those are gifts that it's like, they, they will last longer than the four or five days. And, you know, that's always been our relationship for and like our anniversary and things like that. We go places, we go and do things instead of saying, you know what, let me just buy you a card with flowers. We go and experience new experiences so we can say we did them and, you know, we can translate that to our daughter. So, you know, I want to, again, without saying too much, happy Mother's Day to my wife. And, you know, I love you so, so much. My mom, obviously, she knows I love her. She knows I love her. Um, she obviously, you know, her being a grandmother, this is a little bit different for her this year. Um, being a nana is weird because as the parent, it's like, how do you do that? Like, do you get two gifts? Do you have to give your gift? Do you have to give the baby's gift? And, you know, my mom is one of those types. She loves holidays. She absolutely loves holidays. She told us that there's a grandmother's day. And I was like, wait a minute, that that shit, I know for a fact, that is not how that works. <laughs> I know that is not how that works. Nobody I know has a grandmother's day, but if you do, so be it. <laughs> uh, so be it. We, we will do these things for you. Um, she's been asking, um, ironically, since you know I proposed to my wife, she's been asking for a mom's ring. Now, I've told her multiple times, I'm only buying one woman a ring for the rest of my life, and I'm never getting married again. So I told her the mom's ring, that's something that you definitely get your mom when you're like 14, 15, 16. At 34, I even though she wants a mom's ring, like it would have to be a grandmother's gift because you have you've evolved. You're definitely my mom, and I still love you. But mom's rings we cannot do. Um, if she probably hears this, she probably will kill me. But it's one of those things where you know. Um, if anybody can otherwise like tell me if mom rings are a thing, and if that's something that you would get for your mother for Mother's Day, please let me know. I personally am just not of the the cloth of giving my mother a ring like I, I feel like that's something like a spouse would do or your man would do your boo would do or like your grandchildren do but you know in, in my in my head you know and I'm always overthinking things but you know if you're married like the last thing you do is give somebody else a ring and that that's just me I'm not old school I'm not new school I'm just one of those people where it just in my head doesn't make too much sense to buy a ring for someone unless you like Unless they, I don't know, they mean something. But in, in this case, it's just one of those things. It felt, in my personal opinion, it's like my wife got a ring, so my mom want a ring, and it doesn't work like that. Not in my head. So you know, I'm I'm just go off of that. But I'm gonna leave that where it was. Um, we're already 40 minutes into the show. I didn't even think I was going to last this long, but here we are. Um, you know, I, I wanted to touch on like the power of networking on social media and why Clubhouse failed at it. But I'll save that one for another episode because I feel like I'm in such a good mood with like, you know, May showing up and Mother's Day and things like that. Um, so I'll, I'll leave that there. Um, however, the price of my time went up. Um, I've noticed over the course of the last, I'd say, four to six weeks, I've done a lot of work for a lot of people and I haven't asked for a dime. 
Um, I go and I will do anything for anyone one time because I want to make sure that you're going to appreciate it and you value the like the product that I give you. Some people don't do this. And I don't want to say I'm not happy about it, but it's definitely one of those things for me. It's like, I just need to know that I'm going to have, you know, a fully invested thing in this project or this thing that I'm doing for you. I've had people ask me to help them start podcasts. I've had people ask me to help them with projects. I've had people ask me for advice. And I'm not one of those people who always needs a thank you or anything like that. But it's like, like, at least appreciate show me that you appreciate like the fact that i'm doing this for you like you know it's, it's really hard to say on the mic but i'm sure someone out there understands what i'm saying like have you ever like done someone a favor and you didn't want anything back but a thank you helps like some people just don't say thank you they expect you to just do things for them and it's okay and they will come back they will ask you for things multiple times because if you give it to them once you'll give it to them twice and three and four times um i've told you guys that statement about you know, the girl that I used to have like a, a situationship with, this was years ago, years ago. I, I have to say this because somebody be like, was it four years ago? Was it three years ago? It, it was year before my wife. And, you know, to this day, you know, she's still she's still a friend, but a distant friend. We we don't live in the same state. We don't fuck. We don't talk like that or nothing. Um, Just on social media, she's still there. Someone would say, well, why don't you scrub her from your social media? I'm not that fucking petty. And most of my social media is open anyway. So you're just going to be there if you're going to be there. I'd rather you just be a friend than stalk, right? So that's just how that works. So this person, even with them being cool and being a friend, um, they ask randomly for money. Ma'am, like, I don't fuck you anymore. Also, like I, I have no ties to you. I don't have any children. We don't we don't know each other's peers and families and friends and stuff like that. So, you know, the first time it was I was in a bind. Talking about her. Like she's in a bind and she's like, hey, you know, Greg, I, do you mind? Like, you know, I, I don't have anybody else to go to, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, sure. Like you need 20 bucks. 20 bucks is it's not gonna hurt me. If you need it that bad, then I'll give it to you. But it went to an extent where you asked continuously. This was like the 11th, 12th time. So, you know, the most recent time I asked why you keep asking for money and you keep going and doing things. And this isn't just like a woman thing. Like, I don't want to make it a woman thing on an episode when I'm talking about mothers and things like that. But, you know, I've been in a lot of situations just like that, where I'll go and give somebody something like money, advice, like microphones, like just anything. I'll give you something tangible. And you'll go and flaunt that shit elsewhere. Um, so in her case, she went and, you know, she was begging for money. Oh, and it was some weird, like, obscure number. Asked me for money. And I said, no. I was like, yo, like, I got a kid. I got a wife. More importantly, like, yo, no. Like, at some point, you know, like, after you've heard no seven, nine, you know, seven to nine times, that's it. Like, stop asking. But she asked and she would ask. And then, you know, I finally told her again, no, I have shit to do. Like, I have a real life. And if you're hurting for this much money, like, I'm not calling you broke or nothing like that. But I'm like, yo, nobody in the state that you live in can give you this money instantly. If there wasn't Cash App or, like, instant transfer type of, like, platforms, you'd be stuck out here. So what what gave me, like, like a headache was the fact that when I went on the platform that, like, I think it was Instagram, and she's at the casino, and she's going and having lavish dinners and shit. I'm like, yo, you broke at what? You was just broke a day ago when you were begging people for money. Now you're sitting here 
like at the casino. So I can only imagine the person who actually gave her money. And she's out here gloating and floating just out here at the casinos eating fucking steak tartare. And, you know, when you go to the fancy, rest, uh, what do you call it? The fancy restaurants where they have the fucking, they write your name in chocolate and shit like that on the plate. Like, c- come on. No. Like at that point, you know, I being the petty person I am sometimes, I went and I at said person and I said, yo, can I get X amount of dollars? Pretty much asking her for the money that she was going to ask me. She read the message and hasn't responded to this day. And I'm completely fine with that. But what we're not going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is ask Greg or anybody else for money and you won't do for you. I, I'm not going for it. I am not with the shit. Um, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, the price has indeed gone up. Now, Usually on this show, I do talk about like news and entertainment and stuff like that, but I'm going to save that for an episode of Young, Black, and Bothered. But before I get into this next little like musical selection, if you want to call it that, just know when we come back, we're going to actually be playing a little bit more music and then a little bit more music on top of that. So um, I was going to talk about Takashi and Summer Walker and Drake. I'm going to save all that for them, all that for the Tuesday show, because we're going to have a full week of shows, ladies and gentlemen. We got, what, already three in the wing. We got the Loudmouth Mother's Day. We got the episode with my grandmother. We got Young Black and Bother. And we got this episode. So there's going to be at least seven episodes for y'all in the next two weeks. Being that said, I'm going to take a fucking break. I'm going to take a week and a half, two weeks off and just give y'all content for shows that I've already recorded. This is how Young Black and Bother works. We have episodes on Tuck just for cases like these, ladies and gentlemen. So the next song is called On Your Ass by Quincy. Put 
again, that was On Your Ass by Quincy, ladies and gentlemen. Um, anybody who is familiar with Quincy, you know for a fact that that is I'll Be Sure Son, a.k.a. Diddy Son, however you want to call it. Um, I don't mind Homeboy. I actually think he's actually a good artist. He's a for sure artist. He, he'll be around for a while. He's probably better than Diddy Son. Uh, what's his name? King Combs. Quincy be coming out with some fire, dog. Like Quincy has had a couple joints. He had that one song that he did. You know, rest in peace to his mom that he did for her. And I still play that. We played that back in, I think that was 20, 2019 at the end. At the end of 2019, we played a song by Quincy for her. And it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, rest in peace to her. It was just, I personally, I want to play it again. I just can't find it. I don't even know if it's on title or Spotify right now, but it was a really, really good song. But I think he pulled it down. Um, but Moving right along, you know, I said I wasn't going to talk too much and I'm not going to talk about topics this episode because I don't really care about the topics in the world. Um, I think right now UFC is on and Trillifest is on. As I'm watching, I'm not listening to it, but Takashi's on. So I'm probably going to have to talk about that on Young Black and Bother. The fact that that nigga is on stage right now is wild as shit to me. Um, proof that y'all do not keep that energy <laughs> at all. Um, everybody was talking about what the fuck they're going to do for Homeboy and what they're going to do to Homeboy. And here go Homeboy on a stage full of a whole bunch of security and other niggas. So, hey, um, 2021, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know what is possible, what's not. Uh, However, let's move right along. Um, We had a discussion in the clubhouse room earlier this week about Joe and Dirty Mac and songs. Now, when it comes to, like, R&B specifically, there are a lot, a lot of songs in R&B, where a lot of that shit is just cold, dirty macking. There's so many, like, records. I'm like, yo, like, these niggas, they're dirty macking on dudes. Like, you know, like, on other men. And women do it, too. So, one of the biggest ones we talked about, and you know, like, if we had a versus for dirty macking songs, it would <laughs> ironically be against Jagged Edge and Joe. So, I'm going to play, uh, you know, both of these songs. I'm going to play a couple other ones. For Dirty Mackin' songs where, you know, I don't really want to know, I don't know specifically what the term for Dirty Mackin' is, but if I had to say off the top of my head, it's shit you know you shouldn't say or you wouldn't say around the nigga that she's talking to, so you'd rather say it to her. AKA, probably like half of Drake's discography. I'm just saying you can do better. Like, that. that's some shit that, you know, that's Dirty Mackin', right? So, you know, I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to play, you know, these Dirty Mackin' joints because they are funny as shit to me. Um, I wanted to play... The Jagged Edge joint versus the Joe one, because I've been so vexed on what song is the better, like, Dirty Mac song. So let, let, let's start with Joe, because I feel like he is the king of Dirty Mac. He's also made songs such as I Want to Know, The Love Scene, If I Was Your Man. Like, yo, he he's letting you know that he, he will steal your bitch. Treat her like a lady. Don't want to be a player. Lean into it. More and more, let's stay home tonight. So beautiful, my love. And remember, he had faded pictures. He had faded pictures. This ni- Joe might be the coldest, dirty macro on planet Earth. Like, he is the epitome of Mr. Steal Your Girl. Trey, he probably could do it, but Joe probably would steal her from Trey. That's how bad this nigga is at stealing other niggas' bitches. So, you know, this, <laughs> this song is All the Things Your Man Won't Do by Joe. We're going to play a couple and just, like, alternate which one is the better dirty mac song hey love you say you need someone 
to be there for you. Do you hear this, man? He is to love you all night long. Real. Jesus Christ. It's kind of funny, but I don't think you have to look no further. Because I'm right here. Tell me what kind of man would treat this woman so cold Treat you like you're nothing when you're worth more than gold Girl to me you're like a diamond, I love the way you shine A hundred million dollar treasure, I give the world to make you mine Right in your hand Make love on a beach of jet black sand Outside in the rain We can do it all night I'll touch all the places he would not And some never knew would get you high Nothing is forbidden when Cold we touch Any nigga who says all the things your man won't do, I do them for you. This man literally said, what kind of man would treat this woman so cold, treat you like you're nothing when you're worth more than gold? Yo, he, don't, he just want the draws. Yo, that is. Mm, mm, mm. But, but, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why, like, this song, it, it's good. And everybody in our clubhouse, they picked all the things your man won't do. I will just make this crystal clear. Most of the people in the room picked that song. And it's a fire song when you're talking about Dirty Mackin', right? Just in terms of Dirty Mackin'. But when I say this, to me, is a superior Dirty Mackin' song. I ain't no hate or nothing, but he can't love you like I can. Straight out the gate. Straight out the gate. Straight out! So, yeah, man, like me personally, I'm going with <laughs> Jagged Edge. He can't love you. 
that was some cold Mac and shit right there. That dirty Mac and 101 for sure. But that one, like, yo, the, the only other song that I can personally say is, you know, even worse. The only one that I think that would probably be worse than that is that fucking Keith Sweat. There you go telling me no again. That that shit right there. When I whenever I hear that song, I be sitting like, yo, like Keith Sweat really told a nigga like, yo, no, he told a girl. He was like, there you go, telling me no again. There you go, there you go. How the fuck? What? Yo, here, here we are, man. Just... Whoa. That's how you start a song, Keith. That is, anyway, anyway, when it came to the men, those were the two songs we thought were like the biggest, like dirty macking joints ever. But ladies, y'all be dirty macking too. Y'all be out here saying some wild shit, some absolutely wild shit. I ain't gonna. T- I'm gonna just play the fucking song because before I play these songs, I want to let you know, ladies. Not only do y'all be dirty macking, y'all be saying some off the wall shit early to you know in the dms because trust me as a married man i'll let you know some y'all still don't y'all don't give a real y'all do not fucking care a lot of a lot of women do not care that you are somebody else's and y'all are more savage than the men because y'all like y'all will go and like the shit where the dude and the girl are in the photo together you you and your lady so cute you so fine and then, like, four weeks later, you be talking about, like, hey, you know, you be talking real nasty. Trust me, I've seen this shit. I've been there. I've had to go and, like, remove a couple people because it, it is what it is, man. It's, it's just the truth. Um, I told Shan this earlier this week on one of the other shows. I was like, yo, I've had more pussy thrown at me as a married or taken man than I ever have single. When you're single, don't nobody fucking want you. Everybody like, okay, like, you're, you're accessible. Like who the fuck want to like who want to eat McDonald's every day when you can have Ruth Chris, when you can fucking have Morton's? You're like you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I want my sh- I want my shit medium, and men they want their shit medium too. We want that pussy pink in the center, not nice, nice and brown right around. You know what I mean? But this one, th- this the ladies. I'm gonna just let you know, y'all. Not only y'all have songs, y'all have albums. Y'all have albums, but th- this joint right here that. Mary's out here talking. Mary, Mary, Mary. Colombo, Picasso, tricks is our colossus, turn your castles to brothels. Who you loving, who you want to be hugging? Dipping on your ninja Honda with Tunisia and Rhonda. Oh yeah, little Kim is talking about she ride. She shoot the bitch for you. Come on, you know. But then you know that's on the the high tier of dirty macking for ladies. Because trust me, there's more. I might get on Clubhouse after this and just go through like a, a playlist of dirty macks because y'all say some of the wildest shit, ladies. But th- this one. It's more recent, and it's off the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. 
You know when the intro is this long, she about to speak some shit, right? It's like, oh yeah, she about to talk real nasty. She gonna steal your nigga from you. Yo, how do you have a 40 second interlude where all you do is just play, like the, the raindrops in the background and the snapping of the fingers and shit? Like, yo, the last time I heard snapping your fingers like this, Lil John was doing it, no bullshit. But SZA came in hard. Mary, you got a challenge right here with this shit. You say you got a girl. How you want me? How you want me when you got a girl? Yeah, 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 Scissor. That that's Dirty Mac in 101 right there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, I, I usually give y'all a whole bunch of songs and shit like that. I'm, I'm not going to do that this episode. I've already given y'all more songs, you know, in this episode than I probably did in the last couple. But how about one more? One, one joint that has really, like, been on my list recently of, you know, shit that I play is Vito. Now, we played the joint, you know, his single ladies anthem joint that, you know, the girls from, you know, Good, Bad, and Unavailable, they absolutely fucking hated that song at the time. And that was in 2019 when we played it. In 2020, the fucking song went off. Y'all, y'all might remember the joint that we played. You know how it went. It was, you know. So you heard that. So you basically heard that shit, right? But basically, he got a new joint out. And I'm going to play this before, you know, on the outro. This song has my guy. The guy, I actually, I really fuck with him. I feel like we are like underestimating him. But our boy Jacquees. So the song is called For Me. So before we get out of here, I'm going to just let you know that we have plenty of more songs and plenty more stuff for Dope and Ope this week, ladies and gentlemen. But I want to go and let you know that you can follow us at YB Bother on all social media. And you can fuck with us on any other platform. Feel free to listen tonight on live on stereo if you are listening live. But this is For Me by Beto and Jacquees. And we will see you next week. For me, for me, it's everything for me. You're a queen, 
You always keep it G for me, for me. That's why I gotta thank for you. It's true. It's that sign dress with no panties on for me. It's that fuck me with the camera on for me. It's that bullshit. Don't care what it costs, shit. Yeah, that's for me. It's everything for me. It's that know what I want. It's that know what I don't. It's that cocky shit, block me shit. It's that hang up the phone. It's the look in your eyes. Yeah, I know that it's mine. Love when you talk your shit. Like I won't get you right. It's that no makeup in the morning for me. Breakfast in the morning for me. Roll my weed in a seat and fuck me to sleep. It's the way you put a bitch in a place. Baby, don't play. Like if you talking to him, you talking to me. That's that energy. Oh no. For me, for me. It's everything for me. You walk a queen. A queen. Always keep it G. Always keep it G. For me. That's why I gotta thank for you. That sign dress with no panties on for me Yeah, that's it for me It's that fuck me with the camera on for that's me That's that shit I need It's that bullshit Don't care what it costs, shit Yeah, that's for me It's everything for, for me, me. Baby, it's simply just the you for me Keep so far from where we used to be I like all that shit you do to me while I stroke you deep Won't put you second to no woman Trust me, I'll do whatever I can To be with you for life, still love for me Wanna make you my wife, start a family Can you do that for me? For me, for me, it's everything for me You walk a queen, you always keep it G For me, for me that's why I gotta thank for you. It's that sundress with no pants on for me. It's that fuck me with the camera on for me. It's that bullshit. Don't care what it costs, shit. Yeah, that's for me. It's everything for me. Hey, do you have the Wi Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 